Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Wise. And this is Jen Otero. And if you have been tuning into our conversation so far this month, you have heard some new voices joining us here in Mercy Talk. Yes. Um, so far we have discussed identity in Christ, prayer and healing from a male perspective this month. We've been focusing really into the whole idea of International Men's Health Month. Mm-hmm. It's just been really fun to shift gears, to have some new guests in with us, but also to get that male perspective, especially yeah. that we've talked about week after week after week in outreach our heart is to really make sure that what we're putting out and the initiatives we're doing and whether it's Bible studies or workshops or mercy talk, that it's not just for women, it's for men as well, mm-hmm. young, old, it's for sons and daughters of God, period. And mm-hmm. so it's been really, really fun. It has been fun. And if you're a woman and you're just not tuning in, you're like, oh no, I don't need this. I'm going to turn it off. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I, what's <laughs> been cool has been to see how, you know, we've been doing so much through outreach and a lot of men have come to us and saying like, hey, just so that you know, like what you're sharing is very applicable to my life. Like you don't need to shift things for this to work for men. Mm -hmm. And what I've even found through our podcast so far has been like the things that the men have been sharing on this podcast have been from a male perspective, which is awesome, but just as applicable for women. So it's just been cool to see that working both ways now. Um, And so for both men and women, we're excited that you've joined us today. And we are very excited to welcome back a guest that was with us a couple of weeks ago, Ted. And Ted is actually the husband of one of our staff members here at Mercy. Jackie, and he has lots and lots of years um, of experience in coaching and more recently in ministry and ministering to coaches. And so today he has joined us and we're going to be talking a little bit today just on the importance of emotional health for men. And so Ted, thank you so much for joining us again today. We know you have a very busy life. So the fact that you're taking time away means a lot to us. So thanks for being here. Thank you. And good to be back with you. Well, Ted, for those maybe who haven't heard um, our podcast, from a couple of weeks ago. If you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit about just your background in coaching and what you're doing now in ministry, we'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yes, I, uh, for many years I, was, I served as a high school basketball coach for a couple of years right out of college and then uh, a good number of years, about 16 years as a college basketball coach, um, all on the men's side and, and different uh, stops along the way and, and faculty positions along the way as well. But um, it, you know, it was, a, it was great to navigate through that, the ups and downs of the coaching world and, and profession. Um, but really in the last three, going on four years, I've been involved with Nations of Coaches, which is a ministry that serves the college basketball world. And it's just really been a, an honor to serve in that role and to be able to come alongside coaches all over the country to kind of lift them up and lift up their arms and help serve them um, as well as challenge them yeah. in many ways to um, to look at life, look at coaching in a little different perspective. Yeah. Well, and actually, before we move on, yeah. I want to make sure and give you the opportunity to share, like, if there's anybody listening who is a college basketball coach or they're like, wait, I have a good friend who's a college basketball coach. Yeah. How can they get involved with what that ministry is doing? Is there a way for other people to get involved? Absolutely. Please um, share. You know, <laughs> check us out, of course, uh, like anywhere, you know, check us out on, on the web at nationsofcoaches.com. You can learn a little bit more about it. Um, but uh, absolutely. I mean, it's, we're a relatively new ministry. Um, I say new, you know, we're only really about um, 
seven or eight years old in mm-hmm. terms of impact and growth, um, but it's exciting. We we do a lot of things for coaches. We we place character coaches with programs. We serve coaches both professionally and 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 off the court, and uh, so to speak. We we serve them through their marriages and things like that. So we just want to pour into coaches. We understand the ups and downs of the profession, and and it translates. Uh, you know, even if there aren't coaches listening, but if you're a a guy, you're in the business world. We understand that because coaches today are CEOs of right. programs, of organizations. And so we understand the pressures and the demands that it takes to to be a, you know, a man and, and working and, and producing and trying to impact others in this world today. And so we, we walk alongside coaches and try to try to help where we can. Very cool. That's so good. Well, today we're talking specifically on the topic of emotional health. And so, Ted, can you give us any thoughts that you have, even in kind of kicking off the conversation, how would you define emotional health, particularly when that comes to men? Because I think in this area, it would be fair to say that looks a little Mm, different for women than it does for men. So what are your thoughts on that? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No. I I joke a little bit, but uh, that just that word can Mm -hmm. be a little bit uh, scary Mm -hmm. or like... I don't think about that stuff, (laughs) but, um, it, it's very important. Um, certainly, you know, I don't know if it's something that I really know how to define. Right. I just kind of, kind of know it when I see it. I know it when I feel it. Mm -hmm. Um, and certainly as a coach in the coaching world, but, um, speaking as a man, just, um, I know that it's important for me, um, to be able to control my emotions, to be able to have healthy emotions, which will help me be a better leader, you know, in the, at work, at home. Um, but certainly just in my own growth, my spiritual growth, um, just to be able to be healthy in that area and those kind of things will just help me, um, just overall and and enjoy a better life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Well, so Ted, you mentioned that when you see emotional health, you know it. And you know, even in your own life, like when you're walking in a healthy place or when you're not so much. And so can you just give some details about that? Like what is the specific fruit that you've seen in your life or maybe in the lives of other people when they're really walking in an emotionally healthy place? Yeah, that's great. You know, personally, uh, when I feel like I am in a, a good place emotionally, I feel like I'm more connected to what I'm doing. I feel more like I'm, and this will speak to the heart of a man, but I, I feel like I'm having more impact. I feel like I'm producing. Now, this is not necessarily a good or bad thing, but I, I just feel like when I'm under control, when I'm in, in a good place, that I'm producing better work. I'm mm-hmm. having more impact on the things I'm doing. I'm, I'm certainly a better husband, a better father. I know that when those things are out of balance or out of whack a little bit, that I'm not the kind of father I could be for my kids, or I'm certainly not the kind of husband that I could be for my wife. So when, when those things are off balance, off kilter a little bit, I'm just not all of the man that I can be. Mm-hmm. And that, and at least for me, uh, and I see that too in the, in the coaching world, guys that we serve and, you know, guys that have, um, when I say control over our emotions, that's, um, it's almost like we can manipulate and control everything mm. we do. And that's a tough thing to do too. But, but I think guys that certainly have control over their emotions and their emotional health and are speaking into that part of their world, part of their life are able to be a better impact, be more of a, of a light 
you know, to people around them. So, yeah, yeah, very important. Good. Well, and I think that's probably something that's important for us to clarify when we even say emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people have this thought that there are certain emotions that are not healthy to feel. Right. Like, I'm not supposed to feel sad, or I'm not supposed to feel angry, or I'm not supposed to feel fear. I'm not supposed, you know, like these are all bad emotions. So emotionally healthy means I don't ever feel those bad emotions. No, I'm always happy. Right, exactly. That Ooh. is not at all <laughs> no, that's what not we good. mean. And even from a counseling perspective, what would you describe as emotional health in context of what we are Absolutely. saying well, today? I know when I, when I teach on that, the concept, the truth comes down to the matter of this, that God created all of our emotions. It's a matter of feeling all of those emotions in a place of self-control and in health. Yeah. So if I live my life happy all the time, I am not healthy. Mm-hmm. If I live my life angry all the time, I'm also not healthy. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said about feeling all the range of emotions that really do connect with the experiences I'm walking through. If I'm walking through a really sad season of life and I'm happy all the time, that's a cue that it's not okay. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel sad. You just don't want to stay in those places. Yeah. Even the word says it's okay to be angry. Just don't sin in your anger and don't stay in your anger. So God created all those emotions so if you're an emotionally healthy place, it's you know how to walk out those emotions. You allow yourself to feel them. You have people in your life you can talk through with them and you don't stay stuck in one or the other. And on the flip side of that, you also want to be careful that you're not numbing out to emotions as well because sometimes what we do is we think certain emotions aren't healthy and so we numb out or there's certain experiences we walk through and we don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And what I have found over the years is I can't pick and choose what emotions I'm going to numb out from. Mm-hmm. If you numb out from one, you numb out from all of them. Yep. And so, it's being somewhere in the balancing middle place. Yeah. And to be able to walk in that place of self-control. Because I think, right. Ted, as you were saying, like knowing that you have people in your life that you're influencing, whether it be your kids or in the coaching world, your players, mm-hmm. and just understanding how to be able to feel emotion and to not numb out on that, but also to not let that just spill out onto totally. everybody around you, especially those that you're influencing. So, so, Ted, can you speak to us a little bit more on what do you feel like? Because as we always talk about on Mercy Talk, there's a practicality we want our listeners to always walk away with. Do you have any thoughts specifically on how men can pursue emotional health? But also I think along with that, is is there any challenges that come along with that pursuit? Any thoughts you have about that? Yeah, I think there's definitely challenges for men in this area. Just, you know, me personally speaking, it's just, it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we live and kind of walk into that stereotype that as men, we're not supposed to reveal too much emotion mm-hmm. and be too vulnerable and 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 sometimes um, society the world might even be telling us as men to go off the deep end mm-hmm. with vulnerability and transparency and as I won't get into all the things that that, that might uncover but it certainly is very healthy um, mm-hmm. for men especially to be able to have people around them uh, to be able to open up to to talk to to um, to be able to talk about emotional issues Mm -hmm. but there but again go back to the challenges is that we don't want to as men we don't want to let our guard down Um, you know we're supposed to be men and (laughs) tough and and take care of things and be able to handle things and I I even see it in my own life as a husband and father that there'll be times when my wife or my kids need to express emotion Mm -hmm. or talk about things that are making them happy or bothering them and and the coach will fire up in me and I'll, uh, you know, if, uh, if one of my children is feeling really proud about themselves, I have this, uh, I hate it, but I have this ability, this thing inside of me that sort of puffs up and says, well, you don't want to be too cocky or Mm -hmm. too overconfident. Mm -hmm. 
and I'll and sometimes I'll find myself maybe squashing that. Mm. But that's an emotion that you know my ten year old or my soon to be fourteen year old daughter they want to express right. and they want to show and that's something that as a man I need to be able to encourage yeah. you know, those kind of things and same with my spouse um, the old uh, I'm a man I'll fix it stuff you know instead of listening to the emotional side of her work day or something that she's going through maybe in her faith walk or or a vision that she's got for our kids and our family and those kind of things and you know I'll be instead of sharing in that emotion mm-hmm. which I have I have those feelings instead of, of sharing in that I'll say well let's let's do this this and this and we can we can get right along to doing that <laughs> I'll help you out with that I'm sure you guys can relate to that so um, but it's uh, there certainly are challenges um, uh, but again you know, something I keep coming back to maybe a practical thing that I do that helps me. I don't think by any means that I've, I've solved this issue in my life or been able to, to do anything, but it, I've just found that when I'm rooted daily in God's word, if I'm taking time to read my Bible, if I'm taking time to spend time with God, that, that I'm more open yeah. to mm. those prompts in my life. You know, if, if I'm supposed to uh, open up to other people, if I'm supposed to show more emotion or if I'm supposed to, you know what, settle down, be quiet. Mm-hmm. Allow your kids, allow your wife uh, to express emotion in a certain way. And then what that helps me do is express my own emotion. Right. I've always been kind of emotional anyway, um, on the surface, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I'm a basketball guy, so a game-winning shot, you know, I get excited, but I'll tear up because mm-hmm. uh, that's a big deal. One shining moment, NCAA tournament, <laughs> that gets me every time. I mean, I don't care. doesn't it for everyone? <laughs> yeah, yes. I just thought that happened to everybody. But... <laughs> But it's those moments, you know, I can't, every season I had when I was coaching at the end of the season, win or lose, you know, bad season or great season, it was emotionally difficult for me because of the the amount of time and and things you do and the impact you hope to have on, on kids. But so I think. I'm a little bit. I think my wife would say I'm a little. I'm an emotional person, but but at the same time, I still um, the world is telling me, you know, I'm you know as a man, you know, you know, I can hide those things and cover them up and and uh, not be too vulnerable and show weakness. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's a constant battle for mm-hmm. men. You know? Absolutely, it's. I mean, honestly, Ted, as you've been talking, I'm thinking. Although this does end up looking a little bit different for men and women, women can struggle just yeah. as much with knowing how to. F- feel a wide range of emotions in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. Um, When I even just think about my husband and me, I think I actually struggle with this more than he does. And um, so it's not just like a male problem only, but you know, I, I think about how we had a trauma therapist come in and do some training a few months back here at Mercy with our counselors. And what I learned out of that, I don't know like numbers or percentages, but the vast majority of issues that people deal with today, whether it's self-harm or cutting or addictions or whatever it might be, it's out of an attempt to not have to feel or to numb out or to avoid um, or to escape an emotion that they don't want to feel. And I'm like, oh my goodness, so out of that, and even just in some 
um, conversations that my husband and I have had about having kids, I think we're getting to the point where we're like, there's nothing more important for us to instill into our children than how to feel a wide range of emotions in a very healthy way. And it's okay to be sad and let's talk about it and let's process it. You don't have to stuff that. You don't have to push it down. Um, You may not want to feel it, but it's healthy and let's go there. You know, like, man, I've just learned that even for us and man, especially for dads and the position that dads hold Mm -hmm. in their homes to be able to model that for their kids is so, so powerful. And you can't teach that to your kids if you don't know how to do it yourself. And so, man, to just start from that place. And if that's an area of struggle to really start to explore that is not only important for your life, but definitely for everybody you influence as well. And to really punch the lie, the vulnerability is weakness in the face, like whether it's from females or males, that that's that's that lie the enemy causes us to try to believe that if I'm vulnerable, that equates to weakness Mm -hmm. and I can't be weak because if I'm weak, that I'm unsafe. And so this whole concept that vulnerability puts me in an unsafe position. Now, don't get me wrong. If you walk through life story and there's areas of abuse and that kind of thing, it makes sense you believe that lie. But what better way to get God's people to shut down than to believe that if we're vulnerable, I'm somehow unsafe, Mm. especially in the safest circumstances. And I mean, if we really even take it back to the word of God, look at Jesus. Mm -hmm. If he is truly our mentor and the person we're supposed to be walking our life after, he was one of the most vulnerable, emotionally healthy people ever. I mean, if we really watch the way he walked in relationship and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So Mm -hmm. it's always just kind of keeping an eye out for those lies that try to get us to shut down, especially in our emotions. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Ted, I know that the last time you were with us, you had a really great story and example of kind of how you've seen this play out in someone's life. And so I'm interested to know if specifically relating to this topic, do you have any, any stories from your coaching or your ministry days where you've really seen this idea of emotional health prove to be really important or transformational for someone? Well, I think in general, um, the role, you know, certainly that coaches play today is so critical. You know, we were visiting a little bit off air that, um, you know, so many young men that come into college basketball settings today, you know, around three fourths of every team comes from a, a, a one or no parent home. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, you don't have to dig into the research very deep to know that in a lot of cases, the father is missing from yeah. that mm-hmm. equation. So they come into a situation where a coach today is no longer uh, a coach that, mm-hmm. that put the basketballs on the floor and, and and, and shows kids where to go and where to stand and what to do. It's now right. a coach as a father. A yeah. coach uh, has to have those those kind of things. So in the world that I work in on a daily basis, um, it's very critical for these kind of things because kids come to teams with baggage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all come everywhere we walk in. We've got things. We've got things going on in our life. And so it's very critical. But it, it, it's one thing that you know we try to go in and mentor and help coaches to be more equipped to handle those things but the beauty of it is as we as we I say we as I'm able to do more of this it opens up all these areas and makes me more aware as a father and so I'm able to even though um my wife and I have two kids and, and, you know, as the world would view it, we're all put together and no problems and just a perfect little life. But I can take experiences that I see all over the country and I can take those and speak life into my wife. I can Mm -hmm. speak life into my son, my daughter. And as a man, I I need to find ways to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. to allow them to express emotion and, and build an emotional, healthy 
home mm-hmm. and those kind of things. But it's uh, it's as a result of, you know, there's not one or two stories necessarily, but as a result of all the things we've been able to see and witness and watch is that I do think we are seeing more coaches today who are very inf- influential leaders in our culture. They're able to open up and be a little bit more vulnerable with, with players, learn more about them because to tell you the truth, they've had to. Mm-hmm. This is what they're getting. And so coaches that, uh, again, coaches that want to win and be successful and keep their teams together and, and grow and build are finding and they're really seeking out different ways to try to educate themselves to be more open and vulnerable and, and um, you know, be able to create an emotional uh, health or stability mm-hmm. within their team that's, that's not only gets by but also uh, has some lasting impact. Yeah. So it's, it's really neat to see that. Yeah, that's great. Well, Ted, as we get ready to wrap up, is there any last encouragement, thoughts, anything else that you'd like to leave for our listeners today? Yeah, I think back to, again, creation. And as men, we were, you can go through the story, we were made to do a lot of things, work and tend, but we were made to be in relationship to. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I think, again, that got convoluted over the years of how men are just supposed to be isolated in this work world or this or that. They're one person at work. They're a different person at home. Hmm. And that just in itself confuses the whole idea of emotional health. Right. That uh, I'm really going to be one person here, another person there, and maybe even a third person at Hmm. church. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It, it's just confusing. So I would just tell men out there today that, um, and I've said this before, um, as you're trying to, to search out and find your identity in Christ, is that you've got to find other men in your life. Um, you need to be connected to your spouse. You need to be connected to your children. But you need to find other men that you can, you know, share stuff with. Yeah. You can be a little rowdy with. You mm-hmm. can be a man with. But people that you really trust you know people that um uh, an old coaching mentor of mine used to call the these are these are guys that are in the foxhole with you yeah. they'll watch they'll watch your back they'll watch your right side your left side they've got you covered and you have to find those people cool. and it, it may even mean you, you may not have those people in your life right now but maybe you're seeking out counseling I mean, look, men, if you care, Mm -hmm. if you care about your wife, your your family, if you're not married yet, uh, if you care about the people you're trying to impact at work or those people in your in your influence, Mm -hmm. you'll seek out any way possible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just uh, that's the way I think, you know, that's that's a man trying to to do things for good or for bad, but you'll seek out whatever it takes. And there's great. There's great counseling services. There's great resources out there all over the place. Certainly the keys to freedom and all those things are, it's not, it's not written for a woman. It's Mm -hmm. written Mm -hmm. for people. That's right. That need to find identity in Christ. They need to find, you know, and, and seek out emotional health. They need to find all those things. And we believe it or not, we need these things as men. Mm -hmm. We need to find them. We need to not only find them and get emotionally healthy, but we need to impact others around us and, and do our very best to do that every day. That's great. We did not pay him, ladies and gentlemen, to plug Keys to Freedom. Just putting that out there. But truly, we just recently, uh, well, recently, it's been 
over three, three months. months now that our Keys to Freedom study has been released and we really were so intentional intentional whenever we created that to make sure that it spoke to both men and women mm-hmm. equally and so um, that's that is I believe I mean I'm maybe a little biased but I believe it's a great resource that Mercy has released out there to help men and women really just process through their life and um so, Ted, thank you so much again for yes. being here today, for joining us. It's been so fun having you on Mercy Talk. We might just have you, you back one of these days. That'd be great. We've got to escape for long. But <laughs> I do want to make sure before we sign off today, we are literally one week away from the deadline for registering for our next Empower Workshop that is happening July 14th and 15th, which is Friday and Saturday. And on June 29th, it is our deadline for registering, which is literally one week from today. So... If you do not know about our Empower workshops, then I would encourage you to maybe even go back, I think on our first June 1st 1st podcast, we talked a lot about the Empower workshop, shared some testimonies. It is really, it's become my favorite part of my job here at Mercy. Mm -hmm. We just have such a great time with those workshops. If you are in a position of influencing other people in any shape or form, if you are a pastor, if you're a ministry leader, if you're a nonprofit leader, if you're a parent, Mm -hmm. if you're a teacher, your coach, whatever it might be, this workshop is for you. And it's really um, our attempts in two days to equip you, to give you tools and resources for helping people in your world who maybe are hurting or struggling to any degree. Um, And we have just found that it's really helpful for people in all different spheres. And so we encourage you to look into that. Um, If the financial end of that is a struggle for you at all, we do have scholarships available that we encourage you to check out. We want you there regardless. And so let us know what we can do to help make that happen. Make sure that you join us next week. We're going to have another guest with us continuing on with just this conversation from a male's perspective. So we hope that you will join us then.